0: Welcome to the Nerd Ascended
1: Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi nerds, welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. It is February. I guess it was still February in our last one. The first couple of months of the year are always weird. And time yes. has no meaning. And I feel like 2019 has been five years long already. Yes. It already has. I'm already sick,
0: so I have a uh, great, high-quality voice for the podcast today. So please. But the podcast
1: world waits for no one and no (laughs) sickness, so here we are. (laughs) Here we are, back at it again. So for this episode, we wanted to talk about movies in 2019, since movies are one of our favorite subjects, and this is going to be a very busy year. There's already been a couple big things, even though we're still in month two. Of 2019. We also want to start with another little segment called Give One Perfect Recommendation related to whatever we're talking about for that episode. And since we're talking about movies, we are each going to give one recommendation of a movie that we consider a perfect 10 out of 10 acting, directing story. Everything is a masterpiece. And our opinion
0: matters the most, so... These are in fact perfect films.
1: (laughs) We are recording this on the day of the Oscars, and I think our perfect movies are better than most that get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. (laughs) Granted, I haven't seen very many that are nominated this year, but it seems Green Book is probably going to win, and that seems lame.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are some good movies nominated this year, like Black Panther, and I saw a couple others that I really did like, but. But these movies that we have are, in fact, perfect films. Don't at me on Twitter
1: about it later. (laughs) Yeah. They are Oscar-worthy themselves. They should have gotten Oscars. Uh, I think they were both nominated for various Oscars. I don't remember if... I don't think mine was nominated for Best Picture. I don't think yours was either. No. I don't think they were.
0: But they should have been. They were nominated for the Nerd Ascended Best Picture Oscar. So...
1: So my perfect movie recommendation is Mad Max Fury Road came out in 2015 I believe because I was moving states at the time and I remember seeing it in Texas with our dad and I always recommend this movie whenever I'm talking to someone about movies and I still just get so jazzed about it even though it's been almost four years since it came out. Uh, The acting in it is great. The callback to the other Mad Max movies is perfect. The story, maybe it's not like... I think it's deeper than most people give it credit for. Because you look at it on the surface and you're like, oh, fast cars in the desert, bad guy, <laughs> must defeat. <laughs> it, must defeat. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the story is a lot deeper once you actually start to think about it and look at it, uh, especially given the themes on climate change. And water and power and how, I don't know, power and richness and being wealthy and how that can get you all the water in the world. And if you're not wealthy, then you get nothing. And there's also a really, really obviously deep theme
0: about the role of women in society because obviously that entire society is thriving, especially if they're higher up the food chain in the film, off of what they refer to as mother's milk and they have whole tankards of it. And they're treating women kind of like cattle, not kind of exactly like cattle. Yes. <laughs> and so they're relying on them for survival and they make the world continue to exist. And yet they have a lower status and they're seen as objects. And I do want to also insert here, I looked up what Academy Awards it was nominated for. It was nominated for Best Picture. Oh yeah! Um, it it won, did not win. No, it won for sound mixing, editing, costume design, production design, uh, makeup, and it was
1: nominated for picture, best picture, director, visual effects, and cinematography. So pretty much, it was nominated for everything except but the acting. academy could not. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the academy could not give it best picture because it was too uh, genre or blockbustery for them. That, in my opinion, I don't know. I don't know them in real life, but But probably, but we all know they don't like things that are not indie movies most of the time anyway. Yes. We all remember last year when they very begrudgingly nominated Get Out for things, although Jordan Peele did win Best Director, which he should should have very well deserved. (laughs) Yes. But Jordan Peele is another topic. We'll talk about him a little later in this episode, too. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road also gave us the Furiosa test, which is one of my favorite ones to apply to movies and TV shows, which is basically, does this movie make insecure men who have problems with their own masculinity mad? Um, and if it does, then it's a great movie. (laughs) Yes. It also does, if you've ever heard of
0: the Bechtel test before, it does pass the Bechtel test, which... Yes. That test is, um only has three requirements that there are two or more named female characters who speak to each other about something other than a man. And they do. They they The wives of um, Martin Joe in the film all do have names. They talk to each other in Furiosa about actually all kinds of stuff um, that don't involve a dude directly. So it does pass that. Although... Just because a movie fails the Bechtel test doesn't actually mean it's a anti-feminist film or anything. It's just a reminder that when you have a man directing and producing and doing all of that, sometimes they forget to look at the world outside their own lens. Yes. <laughs> so
1: uh, this one does pass that test too. And Alison Bechtel, who created the Bechtel test, named after her last name. It's very clear about that all the time, that if a movie fails the Bechdel test, that does not mean it is anti-women or it does negative things for the women in it, but it is it's an important modern thing to consider in media.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some actually really strong, great movies with really amazing female lead characters that don't pass the Bechdel test. And right. And that doesn't mean it's any less of a, a good movie or... No. A feminist movie, either so.
1: Um, other things in Mad Max that give it that perfect 10 out of 10 Nerd Ascended Best Picture Award all the driving scenes, which there are a lot, it's most of the movie, were done in real life. There were no green screens. They actually went out in the desert and went around in these cars that they built out themselves. And there's also the actual flaming guitar, which was not special effects. They actually built a guitar that spewed out flames. The actor who played the guitar player had to learn how to play that guitar safely while blindfolded, because his character did not have eyes, so he couldn't see. And being on that bungee thing on the front of the moving car. And I think he's actually a musician, right? He he's I think so. Part of a band from Australia, I think. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And everyone else on that car had yeah everyone else on that car had to play their instruments while it was moving. And not fall off. And I could rave about Fury Road for the rest of my life, which I will. That's yeah. <laughs> why it gets my 10 out of 10 gold star approval. And it won my favorite Oscar, which is the sound editing one. <laughs> you know,
0: the sound editing Oscar is like a,
1: a whole world of drama <laughs> for it me. Is. About what is who gets even, it is. I don't even know what's nominated this year. I should know because that's the only one I care about. Ooh, A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place, First Man, Roma, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody, which I've only seen A Quiet Place and Black Panther out of those, but I'm going to say A Quiet Place deserves to win. Yeah, because the whole film is about <laughs> sound. So <laughs> so we'll see how angry I am later today. <laughs> uh, so what's your perfect movie recommendation?
0: Well, honestly, had you not put it first, I would have also probably put Mad Max Fury Road. So I 100% co-sign. <laughs> that recommendation to include something beyond just that I actually put down Logan um, which came out in 2017 or 2016 I can't remember off the top of my head now but Logan, you know if if you're trying to compare this to all movies of all time including things like Casablanca and all that I would say Fury Road stands up alongside all of those as just literally a perfect movie. I mean I would say Logan does too but more importantly Logan, is a perfect movie because it perfectly achieves what it set out to do. It's something that people who are fans of comic books and superheroes and all that have waited for for a very long time. It ironically was only able to happen because of Deadpool, and there's obviously a lot of, you know, <laughs> interesting backstory that goes into that, especially when you think about how Deadpool was portrayed in um, X Men Origins and how that. Was Ryan Reynolds, and he just has always wanted to play Deadpool, and that was such a crappy version of Deadpool. And because of that, he made the two Deadpool films happen and was a huge advocate for letting the superhero genre go into the rated R realm. And so then we got Logan. And a lot of superhero movies I mean, I think they try to do new stuff, but if we're being honest here, a lot of Marvel films follow the same formula. Right. And it's not necessarily a bad formula. And there's a ton of wonderful Marvel films, a few wonderful DC films. (laughs) They seem to struggle with that a little bit more. But the X-Men world is one of those ones that's kind of in limbo with who owns the rights to do it still. It's not under Disney. It's not truly even under Marvel. It's under Sony and Fox and all of this. So had Disney owned those characters, this movie would have never happened which is another benefit to actually having those property rights spread out a little bit. But this is something that actually changed the superhero formula. This movie is a Western. I would say this is actually a good old-fashioned gunslinging Western, which is a pretty cool take on the superhero genre. Our generation right now is really into nostalgia in all things. I think that's why the comic book movies have done so well over the last decade, because there are people who are nostalgic about growing up reading comics, teaching their kids about comics, and it was just a perfect time for those to really come into the mainstream in the movie world. So this really plays into the nostalgia, but makes you confront the fact that you are aging, makes you look at your own mortality and makes you confront the death of your heroes, basically. Yeah, kind of- which is a lot yeah and that that's a lot to put in one movie and it, it is almost kind of like tied to this deep psychological thing about you know how each of us finds out our parents aren't perfect people and aren't you know these gold standard heroes. it's kind of like that and it also treats what being a superhero if it was a real life thing what that what the effects of that would actually be because they have a lot of responsibility they often actually do in fact kill people even if they're bad people some superheroes don't but uh several x-men including wolverine have definitely done that before so this kind of discusses well what would the effects of that be to you psychologically and it's also um all three of the well i guess there's more than three superhero characters but the three aging ones the adults logan and um, professor x and caliban are all dealing with the fact that their superhero powers have basically turned on them. Now, unfortunately for Logan, that means he can't, in fact, find a way to die, which is what he would really just like to do <laughs> and check off the planet. But he can't. That's because of his powers, and his powers are also what's causing him suffering. So it's kind of a um, what's the word I want for that? My dayquil brain <laughs> is losing words. Anyway, um, it's a deep thing. It's a it's kind of a um, bleak thing when you really think about it Um, and the movie itself is I guess you could describe it as bleak because it can be very emotionally difficult to watch and it's hard to see heroes you've loved for a long time really struggle and fall apart I think that's what makes it such a great movie though because it has such a deep emotional impact on me I mean I loved it the first time I watched it but I knew I can't watch that again right now like I need process time to deal with that Um, because there are some really strong emotional moments and visuals in that film. I think the only Oscar it was actually nominated for was the best adapted screenplay which does speak to the character development in the movie though because that comes from it comes from the acting of course but as a foundation that comes from the writing. So Mm -hmm. it, it didn't win I don't think. I think it should have.
1: No, I don't think it won.
0: I think it should have. But for just being a movie based on a comic book, quote, quote, it's only loosely based on Old Man Logan anyway. But for being a superhero film, it's very complex. has discussions about what the meaning of family is, what being a good person means. And I think it also kind of subtly, but in a meaningful way, acknowledges how saturated the superhero genre is now. Now that we're over a decade into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But again, this movie just perfectly achieves what it set out to do. And there's nothing I would change about it. To me, it was a perfect movie going experience. I laughed. I cried. I thought about it for weeks after.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) what more can you ask from that? I remember when the trailer for it came out and it had Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt on it. And that was, like, that's one of my favorite trailers ever. Like, that trailer made me feel things.
0: Yeah, that was a perfect trailer, too, honestly. And to use that song, which the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails, who originally wrote and recorded the song Hurt, and if you listen to the Johnny Cash version and the Nine Inch Nails version, they're two very different songs, honestly. Yes, But both good. Yeah, and for different reasons, but Nine Inch Nails – has said in the past, they feel like that song belongs to Johnny Cash now. Just like his version of it and kind of the mood and the whole theme really sums up the mood and the theme of Logan in general. Yeah, So that was a
1: perfect fit, 10 out of 10,
0: would watch that trailer again, as well yeah. as the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably watch it today. After oh, probably. Recording. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. So we have a lot of movies coming out this year that we're very excited about. We did not list all of them to talk about today because there's just so many movies. But we're going to try and do a different little format since there are are a lot of movies listed here. So we are going to each have 30 seconds or a minute to say whatever we want to say about that movie. And we're going to keep it to that. Yes. <laughs> and We tried to make a list of maybe not all movies that one of us might see one... Both of us might skip one or two of these, but there are really big releases coming out this year that have a lot of uh, attention and followings, and I think I could see a couple movies on this list becoming perfect Nerd Ascended recommendations someday. I'm hopeful. So let's start with our first category, which I have called very cleverly the Marvel Gauntlet. (laughs) Because it is a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. <laughs> it is indeed a movie. It is a very big Marvel year. While I was making this list, I realized I couldn't find Wonder Woman anywhere. And then I forgot it got moved to June 2020. And I was a little sad again. Yeah, that is a
0: bummer. But we've got a lot to keep us occupied in the meantime.
1: So I'm going to throw the movie out at you. You got 30 seconds. Tell me all your feels. Everything else I listed by date it comes out and the Marvel ones, I kind of bunched by Disney, Marvel, and then Sony slash other owners, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first one, Captain Marvel comes out March 8th. Go. Super excited. Maybe my number one
0: most lo- looking forward to film this year. Very excited for... um. Goose, the cat in particular, I just have to say, who got his own character poster. Wow.
1: You did that in (laughs) 15 seconds. Wow. Efficient. Okay. Self, go. (laughs) Also super excited. Already getting the feels like when I saw Wonder Woman. Already very important to me. Gonna be a great lead-in into Avengers Endgame. First female-led Marvel movie, which is a big deal. After 10 years, this is the first one. Everything about it looks great. Already losing my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Avengers Endgame coming out April 26th. Obviously very excited, slightly scared. Um, I think Loki and Vision are dead dead. I think everyone else will come back to life. There's just so many theories about it floating around. And it's the end of the big Marvel, like the big main Marvel uh, storyline that we've been working on for 10 years. I can't wait to see how it ends. Also very sad, because what am I going to do with my life after that? But I still have Spider-Man. That was right at 30 seconds. (laughs) Yes!
0: (laughs) Agree with everything you said. Also very excited to see who's actually living and dying in this whole scenario. I think Steve Rogers' Captain America is going to literally and figuratively ride off into the sunset, and I think he's actually going to die. So not emotionally prepared for that. Not emotionally prepared for any of this, but still excited.
1: All right, the next one is Spider-Man Far From Home comes out July 5th.
0: I'm really excited for this one, too. I think it's adorable that the first one was Homecoming and the second one is Far From Home. Took me far too long to actually get that naming convention there, but I think it's so cute. (laughs) Um, I'm more interested to see how the trailers and everything are going to go leading up to April 26th, because are we just pretending... This happens before Endgame, until then, or what? I am confusion.
1: <laughs> All right, Spider-Man, your favorite, go! Also very excited. It'll be nice to spend some time with Tom Holland's Spider-Man again. Uh, the first trailer that came out very blatantly ignored Endgame and Infinity War. Obviously, I think it's obvious it's going to happen after Endgame. Spider-Man is going to come back to life, so I'm interested to see how they'll handle like the PTSD of him and maybe some other people being dead, and then you're not. And the villain looks great, and I think it'll be a nice palate cleanser. Ding, ding, ding! Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next two are Marvel movies, but not not owned by Disney Marvel, except I think X-Men might. Yeah, they're in that weird in-between space. Okay. Dark Phoenix, June 7th. Um, So I don't know too much about this one. And I will admit that I don't think
0: I've seen the last two X-Men movies, which is funny because I really like several of the other ones. And I just talked about Logan being perfect film. But um, I've seen trailers for this. It looks interesting. I'm glad Sophie Turner has been making her leap out of the Game of Thrones universe. Um, I'm intrigued enough that I may go check it out as long as I don't need to see the ones before it to know what's going on.
1: This one... I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. I think it's supposed to be sort of the end of the current X-Men cycle. Sophie Turner is great. It has all the big people are returning. It might give me my slow motion Quicksilver scene, which I like in every X-Men movie now. Uh, Hopefully it'll be good. Apocalypse was a little rocky, but we'll see. I think it has potential. The next one, the final one for the Marvel gauntlet is The New Mutant, which comes out August 7th. This one has uh, people that I'm interested in. It has Macy Williams. It has, wow, ah, what's his name? He plays, um, he's on Stranger Things, Charlie Heaton. I'm a little worried about it because it keeps getting pushed back. And sometimes that means a movie is having trouble before it even releases. But it would be interesting to see a superhero movie that's also kind of a horror movie. Uh, so we'll see how I feel when it gets closer. So that is the that is all the Marvel movies I listed on here, which is a lot. There's three just in the summer and two in the next couple of months.
0: Also, here's my two-second New Mutants thing. I'm not convinced this movie is actually coming out,
1: so we'll see. Oh, shoot. Did I forget to do yours? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> you covered everything I wanted to say. I just, like Kingdom Hearts, I'll believe it when it's actually here.
1: Yes. Which I've started playing Kingdom Hearts. It's kind of like having a fever dream to being 15 again. I haven't started yet because uh, Sony needs more money out of me because... <laughs>
0: they hate me. So, anyway. Um, so, our next little grouping is called the Disney Gauntlet, which you could almost call the Marvel Gauntlet also the Disney Gauntlet, but I guess... With yeah,
1: the, I separated it out. The intellectual <laughs>
0: property stuff, though, as we were discussing, makes it a little weird. So, for this one, there's several of the movies in the live-action remake realm that they've been doing the last couple years. And unpopular opinion here, apparently, I like the live-action remakes. I think people get way too up in arms about them. Because every time I see something that's like, oh, they're ruining a classic, I'm like, the classic still exists. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And the classic Disney animated film is also a retelling of a story they didn't create. Yeah, most of
1: them are not original Disney stories. The retelling of older stories or fairy tales or Yes. And
0: I love all the Disney animated films. We all know that. I like that the live-action remakes are different. Why would I want to just sit through a shot-for-shot remake anyway? Exactly. And it's not like at Disneyland that Belle walking around now looks like Emma Watson. She still looks like the animated version of Belle. So I think people just need to have a little bit of a a seat about some of that. <laughs> so anyway, it's not a, a personal attack on you that <laughs> Will Smith is playing the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> and they didn't use a CGI hologram of Robin Williams.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so,
0: that is my thought on that. Okay, so first up, coming out March 29th, we have... Dumbo,
1: directed by Tim Burton. Uh, the closer this one gets, the more I think I might actually not see it. I do like a lot of Tim Burton movies. Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favorites. But something about this combo is weird to me. And I saw someone on the, on the internet say, why do I want to go watch grief porn that has haunted me since I was a child? And I agree. I don't know if I want to sit through it again as an adult. <laughs> Dead. And- <laughs> Although it does seem you took out the crows, which... Good. Thank you for doing the obvious. Thank
0: <laughs> think you were taking the obvious step. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go see it. The grief porn thing I think is very spot on though. And then it's funny that I just talked about Logan, which was also maybe treading on grief porn, but... I, I am struggling, though, because there was already the scene in the trailer with his mom leaving, and him wearing clown makeup, and tripping, and people laughing at him, and I just feel like I would already die for that baby elephant, so I might actually go see it.
1: Yeah. Logan didn't have baby mine in it, though. True.
0: It also didn't have Which... a baby elephant and clown makeup tripping while the people laughed
1: at him. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no one would laugh at a baby elephant in real life. Oh, no. It just... The rage... Rage. in 2019 <laughs> no one would laugh at elephant torture no <laughs> no but it doesn't need to be real obviously it's not in yeah. 2019 but yeah
0: nervous about it but I think we'll go see it so maybe I'll tell you what
1: I think about it <laughs> before okay. you go uh the next one is Aladdin which Natalie already gave a little bit of her thoughts on comes out May 24th I'm excited for this one This is a whole 30 seconds on unpopular opinion. I think Will
0: Smith was a good choice for genie. (laughs) I don't think the CGI looks weird. He's a a blue genie that they had to make to real life. Of course, that looks odd to all of us because that doesn't exist. The only thing that kind of throws me off is hot Jafar, but (laughs)
1: still looking (laughs) forward to it. (laughs) Um, I agree with you. I don't think the Will Smith genie looks that weird. I thought I saw all this stuff about how he looked so weird and looked awful, and then I finally watched the trailer, and I thought he looked pretty fine. Like, he didn't look that strange to me. He's also a blue genie. He's not a person. What did you expect him to look like? I think it looks great. The other actors look great. Um, And I think Jafar was always supposed to be hot, even when he was a cartoon, which is a weird thing. (laughs) End. I also agree with you, and I've seen people talk about that on the internet, too, and apparently that's also an awkward, unpopular opinion. But <laughs> That he's not hot, or that he is? That the cartoon version was supposed to be hot. <laughs> oh, I've seen that like thrown around a lot for years yeah, on the internet. I anyway. never thought about it until <laughs> people started talking about it. <laughs> okay, we're treading into weird territory. Um, you know what would be an interesting live-action remake? Which yeah. I I'm not saying they should do everything because there are some lines that I feel weird about crossing, uh, like the Nightmare Before Christmas rumor that's out there as a live action. Yeah, don't want to do it. That's kind of my hard line. <laughs> um, even Dumbo, I still feel weird about. But Hercules, oh hey, that'd be a good one. Which also Hercules is not an original Disney story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's kind of a Greek mythology. <laughs> Zeus is a Disney original character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: the bumbling idiot version of Zeus is, I guess, but...
1: Yeah. I was just thinking when you were saying hot Jafar makes you uncomfortable, and then that made me think of Hades, just because he's literally on fire. I don't think he's supposed to be hot. He's one of my favorite <laughs> villains, but he just has fire hair. <laughs>
0: He's literally and figuratively on fire. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, day cool great. Toy Story 4, June 21st. I think it's unnecessary, but I'm going to go see it.
1: (laughs) End? End. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thought. I had the exact same thought to say. I will just add I identify with the spork and I feel uncomfortable (laughs) about it. (laughs) Going to get real philosophical up here. Forky, I guess his name is. Next up,
0: we have another live action. Quote, live action. Uh, version of The Lion King coming out July 19th.
1: I'm, I think this one will be great. I think calling it live action is kind of stupid because it's CGI. Obviously, it's all animals. It's not real animals, but the cast is great. Who doesn't love a good Beyonce anywhere? Um, I'm not ready to watch Mufasa die again, but that is some grief porn. I guess I will happily go see. Oh, I'm very interested in what Timon and Pumbaa will look like. Have they been in a trailer? I don't think they have been yet.
0: So my thoughts are pretty much the same as yours. Not really looking forward to Realistic Lion crawling under the dead leg of his father and crying. (laughs) But uh, Lion King was definitely one of my favorite, favorite animated films growing up. So looking forward to it. And I'm assuming we're still getting the musical version because they bothered to cast Beyonce. So
1: excited. Yeah, if you get Beyonce on board for something, you better do all you possibly can with her before she's gone. Okay, the next one is Frozen 2, November 22nd. I'm also just now wondering if they picked November
0: 22nd. I realize that's around Thanksgiving, but did they pick it because it's Frozen 2 and that's two twos? Um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into that. Anyway, they released a little <laughs> teaser trailer. I'm going to go see it even though Frozen is not really my favorite thing. I get why it's popular. It looked like they were doing some theme with different seasons in the teaser, so interesting. Don't really know much about it beyond that, though.
1: Frozen 2, I probably will not see in theaters. I will watch it after it's for rent when it comes out of theaters. I worked at Disney World during the height of Frozen Mania. It drove me insane. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it does have important themes, but it's not the first one to do it. I think it gets hyped up a lot. But the second one looks more interesting than the first one. And I hope it is good for everyone who really loves it. Oh, that was very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> who am I to like, tell you? I see why a lot of people like Frozen. I don't think it's a bad story. I just, there's a little part of me when I, just working around it so much and having the Fro- the Frozen summer thing at Hollywood Studios was awful. <laughs> It was awful. And I thought I was safe because I worked in Animal Kingdom. And I was like, this is the one place Frozen cannot touch me. And there was a little store outside of my ride that had like a little, they sold little bracelets. Uh-huh. And most of the, I worked in Africa. So they were like leather and looked, they were more African themed. And then Frozen ones showed up. Right outside the front of Kilimanjaro Safaris, and I died a little inside.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you would have thought the Norway Pavilion at Epcot would have been safe, too,
1: considering there wasn't supposed to be Disney characters in Epcot. Oh, yeah. But okay. That was very sad. Norway got completely taken over. It's just frozen land. Even
0: though Arendelle is not a real place in Norway, but... No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Did we have to get rid of, rid of Maelstrom?
0: I liked Maelstrom in the awkward little video at the end. I liked it. This is a podcast full of unpopular opinions. But I, I loved, loved that little Maelstrom. video. <laughs> with that kid bopping the other one in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were <laughs> on a field trip. There was a scary oil rig in there. Some trolls set you down a waterfall. That oil rig honestly scared the crap out of me more than the It did. Rig. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. It was just so big and scary and dark
0: in there. It was. And then to wrap up... The Disney Gauntlet for 2019, December 20th, we have Star Wars Episode Nine, still yet to be named.
1: Uh, this one I am really pumped for. It's the end of this Star Wars run, um, which is crazy. It's ending the same year as Avengers is. Um, I liked Episode Eight more than most people. I wish General Organa was still here because this movie could have. There's a possibility this movie could have been focused around her, because the other two were the other two former main characters. But I think it will end well and I'm excited to be here to witness it as it happens.
0: Okay, so I have similar thoughts. I also liked episode eight more than most people, I think. I I guess I get some of um the qualms people had with it, but I actually really liked Last Jedi in general. I think Star Wars has always been a space opera and is meant to be a little over the top and cheesy. It's a space opera, for goodness sake. But I just, I want a title. That's what I want. That's all I want for uh, March. Please and thank
1: you. (laughs) I don't remember the last, the timelines for the release of the last titles. I can't remember either. I bet it'll be summer. Probably. Like June, like six months out. They'll probably put the, the trailer
0: before Frozen 2 in November and announce it there. <laughs> Actually, conceivably, Ugh. it's probably going to be um, in front of Avengers.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. So, that's Maybe, probably going to happen. Maybe April, April 26th. We'll see. Okay, so we're going to go away from things owned by Disney. And the next little section I called things I didn't know I wanted, which uh, I guess is a spoiler alert that I will see all of these. Yeah. <laughs> So the first one is Detective Pikachu. Comes out May 10th. I am so excited for this. I hadn't even heard anything about it until the trailer released. But everything about
0: it seems wonderful and amazing. And literally the definition of things I didn't know I wanted. Um, plays into the nostalgia. The Pikachu is so cute. And for some reason, the Ryan Reynolds voice works. I don't know why, but it does. And... I am just so pumped for this. I wish it was May right now.
1: I think the Ryan Ryan Reynolds voice works because of Deadpool. Um, I don't know why, but that connection just works okay in my head. I think Furry Jigglypuff was the right choice, and I will be there.
0: I hope they give out limited edition Pokemon cards. That would be great. Just like they used to do at the animated movies.
1: When I was in elementary school when we traded Pokemon cards. And mom used to bring treats to my classroom on Fridays in fifth grade. And there'd be extras and I would take them. And then I would trade people extra cupcakes for specific Pokemon cards. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's how I got like all my rare ones. Look at that. And then I should have kept those. I gave them to our younger cousin when I was like, I got pressured into it when I was a teenager and now I regret it. I hope he still has them. So coming up September 6th, we have It Chapter 2
0: and Georgie Go.
1: (laughs) I put this one in this category because I never thought I would go to the first It movie and love it and have a great time, even though I didn't sleep for two days afterwards. Uh, So I am excited for the second chapter. I think the casting was perfect and... I think it has possibility to be a perfect 10 out of 10 Best Movie Award. Also
0: really looking forward to this. I loved, loved, loved the remake of um, the first half that came out a couple of years ago. I think it was a good thing or a good idea to split it in two because they actually will get to cover stuff. Um, I mean, the first one I think did a little bit, but I, they're just going to get to cover it more in depth than the first iteration did. I think it really honored the first um uh
1: film version while making its own thing and it was just a honestly a good time i have never been crying or not crying i wasn't crying but i was laughing and hiding in my sweater at the same time in that movie and often during the same exact scenes yes when he came out of that projector Yes. he was so big and it was so funny because he was so large yeah but i was also scared
0: Yeah, that and then the one when uh, I think it's Mike sees him across the riverbank and he's waving with like Georgie's (laughs) arm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So funny and so scary. (laughs) All right, the last thing in this category is Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Has all the original cast in it. October 11th is release date and go. This is another one
0: that I really thought was... All was just a myth. It was going to be an urban legend that zombie two, Zombieland 2 was ever going to happen. So I'm pretty pumped that this is actually happening. I adored the first Zombieland. I thought it was very unique. A really new take on some of the zombie genre. Especially at the time we didn't have like Walking Dead hadn't started and all of that. So it was a little ahead of its time. But I think it's great they have the same cast. And I don't know much about it beyond that. But look excited! <laughs> <laughs> for twinkies and not snowballs okay snowball your turn go
1: <laughs> i was gonna think of animal farm yeah. uh also very excited i also thought it was a myth uh, you said everything i wanted to i think it'll be great the first one is my favorite zombie movie obviously the actress that played the little girl abigail breslin, breslin, breslin is older now Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm interested to see how that... Obviously, she grew up. So I'm interested to see how that plays into the story. But I'm here for it. Filmer is probably not in it, but...
0: It would be great if he was somehow, though. The next category of films that we have is just called I'm Scared. Because (laughs) um, most of these are horror movies. One is not a horror movie, and we're scared for other (laughs) reasons. But um, some of these, I think I will actually be seeing. I don't know about you. We'll find out in your... uh, thoughts, but the first one coming up March 22nd is Us, directed by Jordan Peele. Um, His follow-up to Get Out, although it's not like a sequel, it's just
1: his directorial follow-up. I think Us looks great. I think this is also another contender for a 10 out of 10 perfect movie, but I don't know. I definitely probably will not see it in the movie theater because it actually looks legitimately scary. I loved Get Out. I think Jordan Peele is really finding a great stride in doing horror. I love the idea of the plot of this one, that we're our own worst enemies. I will watch it someday, just probably not in a big dark movie theater. Um, so I
0: think I will probably see this one in the movie theater. I know some people didn't like Get Out as much as they were expecting just because they ended up editing some of the like really supernatural stuff out of Get Out, and I think some people were expecting that and it wasn't that. Uh, this looks like... There may, in fact, be more of that supernatural horror element here. So I'm really interested in that. Um, I really love Lupita, too. So it looks like a really, really good cast. The trailer is honestly really approaching like perfect trailer, kind of like Logan, because of the song choice and how they made it kind of a creepy version. And I just love at the beginning of the trailer when she tells her kid to be on beat And she's clearly not on beat. And she's off beat. So I know that means something. But
1: looking forward to it. I believe the main, the other main character is Winston Duke, who is also in Black Panther. All right. The next one is another Stephen King. Pet Cemetery comes out April 5th. You've probably seen a picture of a scary cat online. If it looks you so cute heard of this movie. <laughs> he just looks a little dirty
0: so i have not seen the original film version of pet cemetery believe it or not but i have read the book and that book messed me up badly in a good way i've read before that that is one of the um one of his works that bothers stephen king the most because it is about grief and the grief of losing a child so it's pretty heavy duty stuff so I actually really want to go see this and I'm going to squirm through the whole thing. I hope they keep the part with the cat repeatedly bonking into the wall and being confused after he comes back.
1: Oh, my thoughts on Pet Cemetery They're basically the same. Um, uh, it's probably the same as us where I won't see it in the movie theater. I might watch it afterwards and wait to see how it's received and read some spoilers about how scary it actually is and then watch it on a little screen in the daytime. So then coming up this summer, also just released a trailer just
0: a couple days ago, is another horror remake, the remake of Child's Play, Um, comes out June 21st.
1: Once upon a time, we lived together and across from us lived a couple with a two-year-old daughter who had a scary Chucky doll that he, the dad, moved around their house. And sometimes it was in the window. Sometimes it was in the yard. Their daughter played with it. And that is my thoughts because I will not see this movie. I get it's a big deal because it's a big franchise. But no, I will not be there at any time. So I
0: I don't know that I'm going to see this one in movie theaters either. And it's because everybody's got that one horror franchise that they accidentally saw when they were too young to be seeing it. This one's mine. Really bothered me. The trailer bothered me. I appreciate what they're trying to do here. And I appreciate that Child's Play is supposed to have like really dark humor. I don't think it's for me. I appreciated that it looked like in the trailer they've made Chucky a lot more modern. Like he looked like he was able to scan the kid and use some cool technology or whatever even though it's got aubrey plaza in it i didn't like the
1: scene at the end with her rolling her big eyeballs around and i don't think i want to see it so <laughs> that, that's my thoughts that comes out the same day as toy story so you know where to find both of us i on feel June like 21st. they did that to be funny they definitely did that on purpose. they
0: absolutely did that to be funny which i appreciate I get it, it.
1: yeah i appreciate
0: that too <laughs> they they 100% waited To see what the Toy Story 4 date was.
1: Yeah. Oh, funny. Okay. Okay, the last one in the category I Am Scared is The Joker. Comes out October 4th. So, we don't really know much about
0: this still, right? Other than Joaquin Phoenix has got some weird makeup on. I'm intrigued, but worried. And this is actually another movie that I'll believe it's coming out when it actually is in a theater in front of my face. So... Hopefully we will learn some more about it soon so I can make an actual uh, decision on whether to see it. But yeah, that's basically my yeah. thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my thoughts are the Joker character has gone down very weird paths and down, it's gotten very complicated in the past few years. I don't know if it's a good idea to try to make another origin story with a new person playing the Joker. It seems the best Joker right now is on the show uh the TV show. <laughs> wow, I'm bad at stuff today. The TV show about Young Batman. There's a Joker on there, Cameron Mahan Mahanakin. Mahon- he seems like he's doing great in that role. I don't know about Joaquin Phoenix and doing this whole thing at all. <laughs> Gotham, gosh dang it! Oh, there it is. TV like, like, show
0: Gotham. I was like, I know it's got to be an obvious name, and I'm, can't I can't think of it. So then we have just a couple other movies that didn't really fit into the other categories. One of which is, <laughs> lo and behold, another remake. Or I guess I should say reboot is what they're considering it. But April twelfth, the reboot of Hellboy comes out.
1: At first, I was not on board. I didn't really feel like remaking Hellboy. I didn't even really feel like we needed a third Hellboy back in the day uh but now that's closer i'm more on board it seems like it'll be pretty good i like david harbour and it looks like it'll be a good time
0: i feel pretty much the same way i obviously really really loved ron perlman as hellboy i think he was a perfect fit for that but i was decently impressed by the trailer and um david harbour looks good in the makeup i was kind of worried he was going to look like someone cosplaying as ron perlman as hellboy yes (laughs) But he looks like his own version of Hellboy. The voice is good. It seems like they definitely are putting a different tone to it, which I think is a smart choice to separate it from the other two. So I'm willing to give it a shot.
1: All right. Our last movie for our whole list is one called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is the new Tarantino movie. It comes out July 26th. Uh, It has Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in it, I believe. (sighs) That's my thought. (laughs) My thought is I know I'm going to put myself through this movie and I'm going to be uncomfortable
0: and I'm going to enjoy it just like I am every time I go see a Tarantino film. I'm going to feel conflicted about Tarantino as a person and I'm still going to thoroughly enjoy my movie experience. (laughs) So this one I'm a little concerned about just because some of the other stuff he's tackled retellings of has been farther in the past this is a little bit closer. Um, like, obviously, Sharon Tate's family is still around. Alive, yeah. So, hopefully, they were allowed to have some buy into this. And uh, yeah, I'll probably go make myself uncomfortable for an afternoon and enjoy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty much the same. I'll go see it, I'll be uncomfortable. I hope it's good. I also feel weird that it wasn't that long ago versus other ones. I don't fully understand what the story is. I've read the synopsis several times, and I know it has something to do with the Manson family and the after effects of that, but also a racial war. The two main characters are trying to are trying to make it in Hollywood. They seem like they're playing versions of themselves in a different time period. I don't know i'm <laughs> I just, that's just my assumption, but it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio is Leonardo DiCaprio. And Brad Pitt looks like Brad Pitt.
0: I would like to hope we're not actually going to do the Sharon Tate murder as part of this film. Like an actual scene featuring that because it was awful and horrible and people involved are still alive. And I don't think that
1: would be in good taste. But I also don't trust Tarantino to not do that. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. It has Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate. Um, I'm looking at the cast list right now. Dakota Fanning is in it. Al Pacino.
0: Maybe he'll do a retelling thing like he did with *Inglorious Bastards and uh, Sharon Tate will get to kill Charles Manson.
1: There's quite a few big names in here. Timothy Oliphant, Olyphant, Kurt Russell in an unnamed role. Lena Dunham, uh, James Marston. Oh, and Luke Perry. Sweet little Fred Andrews is going to be Andrews! in this Quentin Tarantino movie.
0: I don't see anybody with the names of, like, the people who actually did murder Sharon Tate.
1: Yes, but considering she is in it and being played by Margot Robbie, I don't don't think they should show that or put that murder in there. I'm betting Tarantino probably will, which adds more to the conflicting about him as a person. Yeah,
0: (laughs) here's hoping she actually just gets to murder Charles Manson
1: well. That would be a nice little twist, like, um, in Glorious Bastards, where...
0: And kind of in The group got and to
1: kill Hitler. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. That's, well. That's my thoughts on that. So, <laughs> delved right into murder, so that's a good place to uh, end. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: it's always good to end when you start talking about murder.
0: Yes. So ton of movies to see this year as for ones that already came out i did see alita battle angel a couple weeks ago and it was really really good i hope there's a sequel i was very impressed with it i don't know the source material so i can't judge it based on how well it follows that but i would highly recommend that one and i also saw the leo movie 2 the second part which i also highly recommend so so far the year is shaping up pretty well
1: I have not gone to the movies yet this year. It's been a very busy year for two months. Uh, but I did watch Tag on HBO, which came out last year. Tag? Yeah, it's a, it's a comedy. Totally not really in the <laughs> nerd realm. Oh, I guess I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a movie I watched recently. I watched Solo. right? and I watched that, finally. I have, I have not seen Solo, actually. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't think it was a one of the best Star Wars movies, but I had a good time and then tag has uh what's his face in it? John Ham, which is why I watched it It's about the it's based off the real group of friends that started playing a group or playing a game of tag and then like at a certain time every year they open it back up and they're just constantly playing this game and like sneaking up on each other and because they live in different places oh so they this like goes to like elaborate stuff it was fun Oh, i mean it was a comedy and very interesting <laughs> but it was a good comedy it wasn't stupid funny
0: i'll have to look this up now i had i feel like i've heard about this and i just forgot
1: well so. we tried to watch it while i was there over christmas and it wasn't on hbo yet oh
0: well, it shows how much
1: I was even paying attention. So That weird New Year's Eve when we were just kind of existing on the couch. Yes. We were just existing. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, that's pretty that. much the movies I watched in <laughs> <Yeah>. 2019. <laughs> well, good thing you have a, a very full list coming up. So I think that's all we have for this episode. Uh, please leave a review or a rating if you are so inclined. It helps us out a lot. And if you have any ideas... For things for us to talk about we are always open to suggestions yes
0: unless you want to fight with me about my perfect movie recommendation but
1: <laughs> yeah if you're if your comment is Mad Max Fury Road and Logan are trash movies then I take that back do not, <laughs> do not engage <laughs> <laughs> do not engage well
0: I think that's everything for this episode and we will talk to you all in the next one
1: Bye, nerds.
0: Bye, nerds! Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creepy on Money Sounds.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Ascended. You can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.